I'm not pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another Drive to Work Coronavirus Edition. Okay, as you know, I've been doing lots of interviews while I've been home. Uh, and today is yet another interview. So uh, Graham Stark is with us today from uh, Loading Ready Run. So uh, welcome, Graham. Hello. So I, I'm going to start with the question I always start with, which All is, right. how did you get into magic? What, what is your origin story? I have two because I, I feel like as many people, maybe this is just me and the people I've talked to, but as many people, I got into the game once and then got into it again, but more seriously, a second time. Um, the very first time was my local comic shop just had the cards for sale and I thought they looked neat. And I had heard that it was a thing that people uh, at school were interested in and were playing. And so I bought a starter box of Ice Age. And how, how old were you at this point? I could not tell you. I could do some quick math when I figure out when Ice uh, Age... 96 is when Ice Age came out. 1996? Okay, so I was... Oh, I'm sorry, 95. 95, 95. I was 11. Okay. So... Yeah, it was the like the sixty card. See, I didn't understand the concept that there was like the deck building aspect to it. So I was like, "Well, I have this sixty card five color deck, and I guess this is what I play with." Wow, that was uh, you played a starter deck, and then that Ice Age starter deck. That is, I, I understand why you took some time off. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just it's. I mean, generally speaking, I think that the other people at school that I was again, air quotes, playing with, also didn't really understand. There were people older than us who understood actually the game, mm -hmm. but I didn't. So I was into it more for the collecting. So I, I only stuck around for like Ice Age and maybe a set or two after that in terms of like buying cards because I thought they looked neat. And then, you know, then everyone, I'm using heavy air quotes here, then everyone stopped playing Magic, right? Yeah. Magic was no longer a thing that people played, as far as I was aware. And then, it was you know, dead! No, no more yeah, magic. <laughs> exactly. So imagine my surprise years later when I was, I heard someone mention it. And, it, you know, it was, and I'm sure you've heard this before as well, you know, it was the, the wow, magic. People still play that? Huh. And then, of course, the response, yes, Graham, it's more popular now than it's ever been. And... <laughs> You know, I was surprised. And that was even still years before I came back to it again, um, which was at uh, thanks to a trip to PAX, the Penny Arcade Expo mm -hmm. in Seattle. And uh, this is something that we've talked about on on our own podcast a couple times of, of sort of our our origin story is literally we were waiting in line for a panel and we had our PAX swag bags. And oh, the I know like, where this is going. <laughs> yeah, the like thirty card, uh, very beginner, like not starter. I don't know exactly what they were called, but they were like these thirty card packs. Welcome decks is what we called them. Welcome, welcome decks. That's it. And so we just started jamming with the welcome decks while we were waiting in line for a panel, and then we got home from packs. Got home to Victoria, and that was in September, and. Scars of Mirrodin was just about to come out. And we figured, well, maybe we should try try and do this. And we, you know, we tried to do a thing where it's like, okay, we know we want to keep everything fair. So, you know, we you can only buy X number of booster packs in a certain number of time. And that just fell apart immediately. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, we, so we were coming into it when, you know, um, Alara and Zendikar were in standard and scars was on the horizon and, uh, you know, started going to F&M at the local game store, Yellow Jacket in Victoria. And then it's been, it's been just building since then. How, how old were you uh, when you returned? I mean, I, okay, hang on, I got to do the math again. When was Scars of Mirrodin? Uh, I trying to remember my years. Scars of Mirrodin was... It was like seven or eight years ago, right? Uh, more than that. Uh, there was a, There was an eight-year gap, I think, between... Uh, Scars of Mirrodin and New Frexia, is that right? No, 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 there's like six years between Scars of Mirrodin and New Frexia, I think. No, 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 Scars of Mirrodin. Oh, Scars was New Frexia, I'm oh, sorry, I think of Mirrodin and Scars of Mirrodin, yeah. sorry. No, no, I was gone for a while, again, I like, yeah, yeah. I got a couple cards in Ice Age, was like, oh, these Elder Dragons seem fun, dropped the game for like a decade. Yeah, what's Scars of Mirrodin? Okay, I'm... I'm, I'm not doing. I mean, it, it, Scars of Mirrodin is, I don't know, 10 years ago? 2010, yes. 10 yes, years 10 years ago, ago. okay. Yeah. yeah, so... Okay. Mid twenties at that point. Okay. So a gap. <laughs> okay. So, so you start playing. Uh, so what, what happens at this point? Where, where do you go from there? Well, I mean, like I said, we start pretty heavily just in kitchen table magic of just playing decks of like whatever cards we have cobbled together. You know, we, the, the folks at the game store are very helpful and, you know, in explaining formats. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, standard is this. And we're like, eh, eh, let's not worry about that. Let's just play whatever. And then eventually, you know, then some of us would get into standard. And then um, uh, I'd get introduced into draft, which is by far my favorite way of interacting with magic cards. Draft and commander. But I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy limited magic um, mm-hmm. just for its uh, variety and the challenge that it presents inherent to the format and then yeah everyone sort of um like eventually everybody would kind of splinter into their own formats of things that they prefer like generally speaking all of us who play magic because not because not everyone in loading ready run plays magic but all of us who do um uh in can sit down and play whatever format Mm -hmm. other people are playing but some people are like, oh, I really just prefer Commander. I really prefer Standard. I like Modern. I do Draft or whatever. But so, you know, everyone's sort of doing their own thing. But it's impossible to talk about sort of my uh, magic progression from that point without couching it within Loading Ready Run because what we did at the time was so many of us got so involved in magic that we, uh, you know, we, we made a video about it because we do... We make videos all the time. So can we back up a little bit? I think we, we jumped something that's important because we were, we were sort of talking about magic. So yeah. in between you playing magic for the first time and you playing right. magic for the second time, loading ready run happened, right? How, how, did, yes. how did that happen? Why don't we talk a little bit about that? All right, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's explain what that is. That's a really good point because if anyone's listening to this and they don't know what loading ready run is, they're going to be very lost. So thank you for that. Um, 2003 is when we started loading ready run, myself and my partner in crime and business, Paul. And uh, he and I started Loading Ready Run as uh, like a creative outlet for sketch comedy. And so that, so that was 2003. That was before YouTube, <laughs> which is wild to say. But There's life was, before YouTube? <laughs> I know. Isn't it, isn't it weird? It was, a, uh, it was a, a strange time on the internet. This is when it's, it seems so trivial now when you think about it. But this is around the time when there were like sort of head-scratching 
articles being put out online about the concept of video on the web, <laughs> right? This, this notion of like, but what if there were videos on the internet? And yeah. imagine, you know, <laughs> like now it seems like a baffling thing to talk about, but um, so we, ha we hosted the videos ourselves in little tiny QuickTime files of terrible resolution on our own web server. And like one day, one of them got linked off Boing Boing and got like 8,000 views, which was an astonishing number. And it, you know, killed our bandwidth and cost us hundreds of dollars for the month because we were hosting it all ourselves. And so, you know, that's, that's the state that things were in there. Mm -hmm. And then as it progressed, we, uh, we did the sketches. We did uh, a sketch comedy short every week and we never missed a week and we would continue doing those sketches for 11 years. Mm -hmm. But during those 11 years, we would start branching out into other internet video content and stuff mm -hmm. and um then eventually also uh streaming and then so now in 2021 i keep writing 2020 on all my anecdotes we are now in a position where we're making you know lots of video content and streaming content all the time and uh a lot of it involves magic and a lot of it certainly doesn't and it's just you know that that's that's where we are now is a is a uh, uh, internet content production house comedy troupe. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it's hard to describe exactly what it is that we do, but we we I don't know we try to make people smile. So one of the things that I when I think of Loading Red Run is that you have a very strong game element to it. I mean, not, not that mm -hmm. there's not other things, but like the, the the through line to me is there's a very gaming culture sort of aspect to all the stuff that you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, myself and James uh, met in high school, you know, playing D&D. &D. Uh, so, um, you know, we have our sort of origins there and early days, you know, video gaming and tabletop gaming was sort of integral to all of our social interactions. And I think that was a big part of why Magic grabbed us so much because... You know, over the years, there'd be video games that'd be like, oh, this new multiplayer game is out, uh, you know, let's all play that. And so, you know, we'd all play it. But sometimes it'd be like, you know, one person playing this game, one person playing another game. But we all really liked when we could all get together and play the same sort of thing. And then when we rediscovered Magic, when we, when we were at PAX, it was this moment of like, oh, it's this is something we all enjoy and are all playing at the same time. That's really cool. Okay, so what is the first magic content you guys made? So the first magic content we made was an episode of a show that we do called Commodore Hustle, which is a, I guess you'd call it a sitcom, I suppose, but it's a, it's a fictionalized account of mm -hmm. us as ourselves, right? So it's mm -hmm. us playing ourselves, but like exaggerated, ridiculous versions of ourselves mm -hmm. as the comedy troupe loading ready run, making those dumb right. internet videos. And so a lot of the scripts for that are inspired by things that happen in real life. And so we were all playing so much magic and we were like, well, we should, we should do an episode about, we should do an episode about, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, about us playing magic. So we did, and it's called It's Magic. And, um, you know, it was just sort of a lot of, you know, a lot of jokes about us playing Magic the Gathering. And the, uh, 
response online was really positive, you know, particularly from the Magic the Gathering community. And then, uh, I don't know, should, should I continue into sort of how that, how that yeah. expanded from that point? Sure. So the community manager at the time was like, whoa, this is so cool. You know, like, oh, this is great. And like retweeted it and mm-hmm. were like, hey, can we like send you a booster box of something? And, you know, they did. And that was very nice. And um, then it was, this was uh, fairly close to PAX East, speaking of okay. speaking of PAX again. And so um, uh, we went to PAX East and the community manager who had spoken to us before said, you know, uh, hey, you should come and say hi to, you know, these folks who work at Wizards because they thought the video was really cool. Was this and trick, was like, by the way, just for the community mm-hmm. manager? Was it trick? No, that was Mike Robles. Oh, Mike Robles. Okay. okay. Yeah. And um, so the I met with a couple folks uh, from Wizards who I don't believe are there anymore. And I was basically like, you know, hey, I heard you really liked the the video that we did. And they went, yes, we do. And I went, great. What if we made more of those? Like, I was very (laughs) keen to push this this notion of like, you know, we could make more things like that. But just just for you, wouldn't that be a fun idea? And uh, and they went, uh, you know what? Yeah, that actually would, because um, we're just starting to move into a direction where we want to bring folks on to do video content. So that same uh, summer following that PAX East is when uh, they brought us on to do Friday nights and they brought on uh, Nate and Sean to do Walking the Plains. Okay. Uh, So that was all at the same time. And we did... uh, (laughs) It's a funny story because, like, I've talked before about how great it's been working with Wizards uh, over the years in terms of, like, editorial stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people ask, they're like, knowing how, how much, you know, what do they, you know, obviously there's things you can and can't say. And, you know, that's that's true. But we've got a great working relationship with them. But uh, for these first four episodes, this, like, initial miniseries run, uh, we asked, we were like, and so presumably you will want to, you know, uh, you'll want to to look at these scripts and uh, you know like give them give them approval and everything. And they were like, no, 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 no. We don't want to. We don't want to uh, impact your voice in any way. So we just want you to make whatever you know whatever videos you would you would make. And we went, okay, well then we will go and do that. And so we went and shot. And we we scripted and filmed and edited and everything. These four episodes and sent them in. We're like, here we go. We're done the we're done the four episode miniseries. And they were like, oh great, we have some notes. <laughs> and uh and yeah. it was a really funny interaction because we were just like we this is you should have told us this when we it was only words on a paper because now right. it's going to be a lot harder to fix but we you know we did and we sorted it out and we've you know we've told that story before as well uh but ever since then it's been um it's it, it's been much better well so you mentioned trick because we did those first four episodes yeah and it was sort of like uh a handshake understanding of mm-hmm. if the response is good yeah. Then we'll do more. And the response was great. You know, mm-hmm. we've had people, we've had innumerable people over the years come up and mm-hmm. talk to us about how Friday nights is sort of how they got into magic, which yeah. is an amazing thing to hear. And uh, so the response was really, really excellent. And then 
and then we didn't hear anything. Okay. <laughs> for, for like for like a year and a half, we were like, oh, hey, well, okay, yeah, that, that was fun. <laughs> I guess I guess that's cool. And then I got a phone call from Trick. Yeah. Who again was not one of the people I talked to mm-hmm. prior, and okay. then so he introduced himself and was like, "Hi, I'm now in charge of this this department. Yeah. Um, would would you like to would you like to bring the show back and uh, and actually continue making it?" And so then I said, "Yes, we would." And so we made <laughs> we made that for Wizards for the next seven years, eight years, seven years. Okay, so let's um, obviously we do Friday Magic. So we, you do some other magic stuff. Let, let, let's branch out to how some other magic e things happen. Yeah, um, we started. So now we stream a lot of a variety of different things. We sort of run our Twitch channel, which is loading, ready, run. Everything is loading, ready, run. Uh, we run it like a little TV network, basically, mm-hmm. where we have a bunch of different shows, and there's a weekly schedule and different hosts and themes and everything. Like mm-hmm. we have a show where we just play horror-based video games, and one where we play Minecraft, and one where it's live improv or a DIY show or something. But the mm-hmm. first thing that we streamed was once a week, James and I streamed playing Magic Online. Mm-hmm. And we were just, we just did that for fun because we were like, oh, this seems like a cool thing. You know, like we'd watched um, New Mod the Nummy mm-hmm. uh, back when Kenji was doing his 365 day challenge. Mm-hmm. And we thought, oh, that, you know, that could be fun. So I think it was, I think it, even then it was Thursdays. James and I would just, draft and magic online for a few hours and then we started doing uh goofy draft videos with a a site called mtgo academy and that's where we started picking up some steam there uh after the success of our innistrad plane hat draft where Mm -hmm. we picked cards in an innistrad draft based purely on how good we thought the characters hats were yeah, there's a strong hat theme in Innistrad for those that didn't know. Very good hats in <laughs> Innistrad, yeah. And from that, we started doing our podcast, uh, Tap Tap Concede, because that the, the joke there was when we played on Magic Online, when it was clear that we were about to lose the game, mm-hmm. we wouldn't concede, but we'd let our opponent like go to attacks or something, mm-hmm. and then we'd tap two lands to make them think we had something that was going to save us from this obvious dead on board scenario and then scoop just, just to just, (laughs) just to make them feel something, you know? Um, And we just uh, today, actually at time of recording this podcast, we've Mm -hmm. just recorded episode 343 of that podcast. Um, And so then as we started doing more streaming, Mm-hmm. We uh, did more did m- more weekly uh, magic, playing more and more magic online. And that particular show, that time slot has now transitioned uh, to Magic Arena over the last couple of years. We've added a paper magic stream, uh, which we call the Friday Night Paper Fight. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously that's in, in, in these current times. That's... Yeah. Some of that is still paper. We do some some amount of webcam stuff, but yeah. you know some of it's arena, and we're all we're all making do. And then uh, also we have another magic podcast called North One Hundred, which is all about the Canadian Highlander format mm-hmm. or Camlander, uh, which is uh, just a super fun format. You should you should check out North One Hundred if you're into the idea of like a a format that uh, 
plays like constructed cube is one of the ways that they refer to the mm-hmm. refer to the format. And then a couple of years ago, I say a couple of years ago, what is time? Probably like five years ago now, we pitched Wizards on making uh, uh, on doing like a, a release event um, mm-hmm. in in advance of the actual pre-release, and that that was how the the loading ready run pre pre-release was born. Yep. And we've been been doing that ever since. And that's a big sort of stream event. And, it, you know, it also goes up on YouTube as well. But it's a fun sort of celebration of the launch of the set. So let's, I, I had a chance to do a pre-pre-release. Mm-hmm. Although mine wasn't technically a pre-pre-release, I think. But um, it, it was the, the equivalent. So for Unstable, um, yeah. I said, uh, I said my, my, the deal I struck with my wife, I don't travel a lot. But I, I said, whenever I make an unset, she's like, okay, you can do some traveling to promote the unset. So uh, that's the trip I came up to, to you guys, and it was a lot of fun. So let's, Yeah, that, that was amazing. So let, I'm going to talk a little bit about what a pre-release is, and we can talk a little bit about this particular one just because I was there. So, um, sure. so the idea is uh, it, we, we got there, I got there the day before, and then we did a draft. Are they all drafts? or, or they're, Generally, they're sealed because they're sealed. Okay. They're, we're trying to sort of mirror the pre-release, a pre-release experience thing, but for unstable it's intended more to be drafted correct yes. so we did a draft right yeah, yeah unstable a had a pro, not a pre-release but it had a release event and we had recommended it be drafted because it was too hard to balance it both for, for sealed and for draft and we're like mm-hmm. look people are just gonna play in draft and so we made it for draft but then we drafted on the the first night before and then you stayed up all night like editing our draft yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then i guess there during the course of the day there's eight matches Mm-hmm. And so each person, there's eight people, and each person plays twice. Yeah. And then there's usually four loading red red people and four not loading ready run people. That's that's a typical I mean, structure, or, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, then I, I it's guess... Been di- it's been different recently, but yes, right. that is correct. So I And I played, I think each of the non... Uh, we played one, like, I played you and I played... What did I play? I played one other person. Um, but anyway, so it's... It's hard to keep track of because Wedge was yeah. playing Cameron and called you in yes. as his partner for yes. two heads or better. Yes, I played Cameron in the in the middle of a two headed giant uh, Shaharazad game, but uh, that also happened. Yes, <laughs> yeah. The, the thing there is so that the people that were invited that weren't the loading red run people was me, Wedge, uh, and then um, Megan Maria from um, uh, Good Luck High Five, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and. Right, there was a... So, Wedge was playing, and he used Spike to go get a Shahrazad. Yeah. And then we, he... There's there's a... We had one. We had a copy of Shahrazad, like, as a as an ornament, basically, on, this, on, like, the set that we broadcast our stream from. And Wedge was like, uh, okay, I want to get... Hand me that card. <laughs> and then, before great. he cast that, he had cast Better Than One, which is... It turns you. You turn into a two-headed uh, team. So he brought me in, and then he cast the Sherazad. So then we played the sub game in the Sherazad. So anyway, it was. Uh, it, this is all on on YouTube. You want to go track it down? Yeah, but uh, it's it is one of the most yeah, it was, uh, one of the silliest magic games I've ever played. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we play all day long, and everything streamed, and um, I got to see you guys. Your, your big, all your setup and everything, um, and it was a lot of fun. So it, it was. Uh, and I dressed up like a squirrel, so... Well, yeah. I mean, obviously. Because you you had dressed up previously, right? 
For yeah, the... for unglued, I dressed up like a chicken, and for un um, hinged, I checked up dressed up like a donkey. So, mm -hmm. so anyway, apparently, all uneventful. I have to dress up. Have we and the thing is, I don't even know if we had necessarily cleared that with you ahead of time. Oh, you, no, think, you did not. <laughs> no, but we were like, we understand this is a thing, and we have acquired a squirrel costume. I show up basically, and you guys, we we like they fly in. You guys drive us to your place, and then they go. Let's one quick question, and they pull this out. They go. How do you feel about wearing a squirrel suit? <laughs> and I'm going, okay, I'm game. So, uh, and then I wore it. I think I wore it for the introduction. You, you, we, we, uh, we did an introduction. I wore it, and then I wore it a little bit later in the day. But I didn't yeah. wear it the whole, the whole whatever eight no, ten hours. Very or, warm. But uh, I and I, I occasionally put on the the hat for, uh, from time to time. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then the next day, um, I shot a. I did an interview with you, and I did one with yeah. Megan Maria. I, I did a bunch of podcast stuff, so. Yeah, because um, you were there, so why not? Yeah, yeah. So, so I have been on one of your podcasts. Yes, that's true. So, so you, now, see, you return the favorite, I give you my podcast, so. Aha, uh -huh. perfect. <laughs> um, so, and Loading Ready Run, for the people that don't know, like, you do the most, most these days, most, at least all premiere sets, and some of the supplemental sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we did five, I want to say, pre-releases in 2020 and uh there's more coming this year and uh, actually i'm not sure exactly when this episode of direct work is going up but the kaldheim ppr is coming up yeah this will be on... about two weeks from us recording it so okay so pretty soon then wait this goes up two weeks since we recorded gosh yeah. it might be today <laughs> oh how, how's that? that that would line up <laughs> That would that, that would line up incredibly well. What's what's two weeks from now? You know what? I'm, do, do, let's not worry about it. I'll look at <laughs> okay. <it later. laughs> um, okay. So uh, we're, I'm not I'm not too far away from work, but there's there's a uh, one or two more things I like to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. So this next thing I want to talk about is not actually a magic thing, but it's okay. such a cool thing that I decided to talk about anyway. Um, so talk a little bit about Desert Bus. How did how did that oh, how, wow. did, how did that happen? What is that? Oh yeah. Okay. Desert Bus. Let, let's okay. I'll I'll give you the quick version as 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 much as I can. So, um, uh, Desert Bus for Hope is a fundraising charity marathon that uh, we at Loading Ready Run and a bunch of other folks combine forces to organize every year that raises money for Child's Play, which is a charity run out of Seattle that supports children's hospitals mm -hmm. all over the world to make it be less awful to be a child in hospital. And we do that by entertaining people on this 24-7 marathon for that runs for about a week. And the conceit of it is that we're trapped in this space, essentially, playing Desert Bus, which is the worst video game ever made. It was a minigame designed by Penn & Teller on an unreleased Sega CD Penn & Teller video game. And in Desert Bus, uh, you drive a bus from Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas, Nevada at 45 miles an hour in real time. So it takes eight hours. And there, it's just a perfectly straight road. There's no traffic. There's nothing to do. It's You just drive. But the bus has a slight pull to the side, meaning that you have to hold the controller down and keep correcting with one of the directional buttons to stay on the road or you will drive off the road and your engine will overheat. So you ha you can't just tape the controller down. You, you must interact with the controller for the entire eight hours. And when you get to Las Vegas, you are rewarded with one point 
and then the bus turns around and drives back. So the game literally doesn't end. It just goes for an infinite amount of time. And so the bit is that we play this game until people stop donating money. <laughs> and oh. uh, we started the first one in, oh gosh, this was, what, our 14th? I need to, I need to double check this. But we started the first one a very long time ago. Uh, and... 2007 was the first one. All right. Uh, because we wanted to do something... Um, the Game Desert Bus had just been... Because it was never released, but mm. the a review copy had been found and put online, and the Sega CD doesn't have any copy protection because it was the system was out before people had CD burners. Right. And we wanted to do something funny with that, and we figured that we could do something to raise money for Child's Play... And then uh, Paul, who I mentioned earlier, was like, what if we did both of those things? And so we just figured we'd turn on the stream for mm -hmm. one weekend. This is before streaming was as big as it is now. And mm -hmm. we'll just like, okay, let's uh, see if we can raise $5,000. And we raised $22,805 in the first year. And we were like, well, I guess we're doing that again next year. And then we just did the uh, 2019 one in or t sorry the 2021 in uh 20 in november and mm -hmm. uh we uh once all the final numbers came in we we raised over a million dollars in the 2020 edition so and how long uh, how long were you driving the bus uh we went for uh six days 20 hours wow that's great yeah <laughs> We do take turns, so you know people people get to sleep. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a wild event. So, it, it, but it goes as long as people participate. So, like, is there a time in the future where that's all you do all year long? So the way that it works <laughs> is through the magic of compound interest. So the first hour mm -hmm. costs one dollar, and then it goes up by a percentage every hour. Okay. To mean that it's self limiting and to reflect that. As it gets worse for us, right. it costs more to keep us going. Sure. Okay. And so, you know, by the end of it, it's like, you know, like we just crest to earn one more hour. And it's like, okay, now the next hour costs $45,000. You know, right. like, so it's, <laughs> it's self-limiting in that way. It can't really go for much more than, like, I think if it go, I think if it went for a full, like a full solid seven days, then we're earning like, one and a half million dollars for the charity, which we would do, but <laughs> we would also like to sleep. All I know is some billionaire one day just gets fascinated to see how long he can have you drive, and then we'll... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that. But anyway, so um, we're, we're almost wrapping up here. So is there any uh, magic aspect I didn't hit? Anything you want to touch upon before we wrap up for the, for the, for the time? Uh, I mean, oh, actually, hey, fun fact, one of the Magic the Gathering pieces of content we've made that most people don't know about is there is a series of how-to-play Magic the Gathering videos starring Jimmy Wong that mm -hmm. you can find on the Magic website, and we made those videos. Yeah, I also know um, we had done one of the, I think it was the Rise of the Eldrazi um, uh, we did a show when we uh, when it came out at, uh, we were at PAX and we oh, did a big presentation, and you were yeah. you you were you put that together. So yeah, the 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 stage thing at at PAX for Battle for Zendikar with yeah. Will Wheaton and Ashley Birch. Yes, yes, and yourself and myself and Doug Byer. 
Yeah, and Kathleen and I wrote the wrote the script. Yep. Yeah, that was super fun. Yep. So anyway, so like, so here, last question before we wrap up for today is, um, I always try to remember the first time I meet people, and what I learn is it's the first time I remember meeting them, and there's a previous time they met me that I just don't remember. Um, that, for example, so you went to the party at. Um, it was the Innistrad, right? The the packs that you were talking about would have yes. been the Innistrad. That, by the way, that was the party where we did the reveal of the double face cards, and nobody mm-hmm. understood what we were explaining. Yeah, like we showed a card, amazing. we flipped it over. It was another card, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't understand why you're what's going on." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> that, "It's they're both on the same." They they didn't quite get it. So that was an amazing party. I um, I, I don't know the people I was hanging out with understood it because they physically spun around. <laughs> we did. They did spin around. Yeah. Um. But I, I had physical copies of the cards so I could show people because people. So that's the first time I remember. I think I met you. Is, is, is I think I met you at that party. Uh. Well. Uh, so I guess following on with with your lead in, it depends on whether or not that was before or after the community cup. Oh, you were at the community. Did I play in the community cup you were at? Yes, we actually we you and I played. Oh, did we? Did we? Okay. I I I, I beat you with an infect deck. Ooh, that's good. That's <laughs> that some was, style win. Um, that was the community cup that uh, Modern was introduced at. Okay. Yeah, I only played in one community cup, I believe. I mean, I, I, I usually they were there and I came to say hi to everybody, but I think I actually played in one of them. Um, so that was the 2011 okay. community cup. Uh, so uh, when did Innistrad come out? I think I think that beats Innistrad. I think Innistrad came out like 2013. Right. So yeah, I guess I guess we would have met there, but that was a wild weekend. Yeah, that was I was on a team with Marshall. Okay. Uh, Marshall Sutcliffe and LSV was on the community team as well. And we got, like, we did eventually, the community team did eventually win, but it was a little touch and go in the um, the team constructed portion because a young Gavin Verhey had made all the team, had made all the decks for the Wizards team, and mm-hmm. they were very strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember the, the R&D would spend time on the construction stuff. That's, that's where they spend their time is building decks, so. Yeah. But, uh. Well, anyway, it was fun having you on the show, um, uh, but I, I can see my desk, so we all know what that means. It means the end of my drive to work, so instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. So thanks, Graham. I'm glad you were here, and it was fun talking with you. Thank you so much. And yeah. sometime soon, maybe today, well, I don't know when, but uh, you guys, there's going to be a pre-pre-release, so if, if that hasn't happened yet, uh, tune it in, and if not, there'll be another one in Strixhaven or whatever, and, in, in, uh, uh, you know, so... Mm-hmm. And yeah. one day, one day, hopefully, I'll be back. Hopefully, I get to make another unset, and then I'll, I'll get a return again. So, oh please, yes. <laughs> and you can find out all of that on our Twitch, which is Loading Ready Run. We have a non-magic comedy YouTube at Loading Ready Run, and a magic YouTube at LRRMTG. And yeah, come and come and say hi. We got a Discord. We're a welcoming, positive community, and we would love to have you. Okay, well, thanks, everybody. I'm glad you could uh, I'm glad you could be here, Graham. And every, yeah. to everybody else, I will see you all next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>